Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Autism. This is the podcast brought to you by two mothers and lifelong friends. I'm Michelle Davey and this is my co-host. I am Christelle. Christelle, excited about today as always. Yes, you're always excited. You're like a Duracell bunny, aren't you? I'm <laughs> just a very excitable kind of person, I tell you. But today we have got Shane on. Shane mm. is coming on. Shane is autistic. He's going to tell us about his journey with autism as an autistic adult now. He's also going to be talking to us about something that he thinks is very important to be sharing. Uh, he wants to raise awareness and he's going to be talking about face coverings, the current situation with face coverings, mm. and also his book that he's written. He's an author. Sounds busy, like a busy person, doesn't he? He does, he does. Shane approached us on Instagram, on our Instagram page at Let's Talk Autism. And yeah, he did want to speak to us about face coverings because obviously at the moment, there's certain rules, there's quite a lot of controversy about who can wear their face coverings and who can't. What's, what's going on? What's your views of it all, Chris? What's it like down in London? Are people wearing the face coverings you find in? How are your kids coping with that? Yeah, I find that people are wearing the face coverings. Obviously, children under 11 don't have to wear the face coverings, even though my oldest is always like, Mummy, please, I need a face covering. And I'm like, you don't, well, you don't need it. You just want to <laughs> wear one. And then he'll wear it and it will literally be like underneath his nose. I'm like, you're defeating the whole purpose. <laughs> but I haven't thought, when I've seen people not wearing them, I haven't thought, oh, why are you not wearing a face mask? Yeah, see, that's what I think. I, that's what really annoys me, Chris, right? Is that if you are not wearing a face mask, it is for a good reason, surely. All right, you're going to have the few chances trying their luck as you do. Mm. But do you know what I mean? I reckon the majority of people would like to think if you weren't wearing a face covering and abiding by the rules, it's because you're exempt. You've got right. a condition where it's physical, like respiratory problems, or like Shane's going to talk to us about with autism and or a mental health anxiety problem and you're exempt from wearing that face mask so really interested to hear what Shane's going to tell us about that and share his experience with that but the rest mm. of the week we had a bit of an itch- issue today because we had flying ants oh my gosh well I, I was like yesterday I hate them too and they were they were on a riot yesterday they were everywhere everywhere yeah. so what happened with you you must have sent them up from London then, Chris, because uh, they only <laughs> arrived today, you casting one of your plagues on me. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the finance was a problem today. Middle son had huge, <laughs> a huge meltdown over the ants. To be fair, I was close myself because it was... Yeah, I, I was about to say, I, w- I would have a meltdown over the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good day in terms of finance. We was having such a nice time. They wanted oh. Picnic in the garden, and then all of a sudden, these horrible little creatures come crawling out everywhere. I was like, I I was writing in my little shed, and they were like, Mommy, there's something, there's all these insects. I was like, It's fine, we live in the countryside, like, get over it. (laughs) Then I looked out, and there's like these swarms. I was like, Oh my goodness, what is that? And then realized there was flying ants, yeah, yuck. But we've had some amazing support with Mm. the podcast. We was uh, celebrating last week. I had your extra Prosecco and alcoholic drink for you, Christelle. So, uh, <laughs> I don't like I, that kind of <laughs> Give me a Fanta any day. It's all right. I had Christelle's share of it. So we hit <laughs> a thousand downloads. Woo-hoo! Yep, a thousand downloads on our podcast. It's actually gone well over that within the last sort of four or five days. So thank you, Amazing. everybody that's listening and spreading the word out there about us. And, you know, we are loving podcast life. 
I am anyway. I love torturing Christelle every week. Yeah, I love talking to you too, Misha. I I actually said torturing, not talking. I know, I know what you said. um, I did hear. I did hear what you said. (laughs) (laughs) I did hear you. But no, it's been it's been a good journey, and I've I've really enjoyed it. And you know, it's it's been good. It has been good. Yep, it's been an all right week. Been busy, Christelle. What's how we are? I have been busy. What have you been doing? You've been up to much. When I rang you early and told you not to be late, you was there. You was at Dandering Man London. So what have you been up to? The weather's been lovely. Uh, you know, so we're appreciating the weather. And obviously, the future is so uncertain. We don't know, is there going to be another lockdown? Is there not going to be another lockdown? So really, we're just kind of trying to enjoy everything that we can enjoy. Yeah. Like, you know, living life in the moment and all that. So yeah, we just do um, just down the road and went to like a little park, let the kids play. Because I find that the smaller parks are have opened up, but not really the big one. And we went to the, one of the big parks, which usually would have been absolutely swamped at six weeks holiday time. But you know me, Chris, I was there for about half seven in the morning. So mm-hmm. it was nice. Yeah, we had a really nice time and took the hand sanitizer. The kids are sort yeah. of quite hot and that sort of stuff. And they want to make sure they keep washing their hands. But it was mm-hmm. just nice. It felt normal. And then we walked into town, walked down the river. And we used to do that on a Saturday mm. and get something from the bakers and then sit in this little park that we like and it was so nice to be able to do that obviously it was different we had to wear our face coverings to go in the bakers mm. and it was only had one family at a time in the bakers to them to choose their cake and I picked up a coffee and you know what Chris it just felt normal at last you know, I know it weren't normal though because we're all standing there with face masks on do you know what I mean about but, what you're doing, that, a little bit of normality yeah, um, they see the women in the makers they know. Mm. We're sitting in a place they know and doing things that we used to do. And I think that really helped all of us, really. Chris, let's get Shane on because I am super excited. He's waiting to come on. So let's get him on. Let's not leave him waiting. Come on, Shane. Okay, I am super excited to welcome on to Let's Talk Autism podcast. We have got Shane. Hi, you Shane. Hi, Shane. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Hi, Christy. Now, Shane, thanks so much. You approached me and said that you wanted to come and talk on Let's Talk Autism. So you better tell everybody exactly why you're here. Right, yeah, that's kind of putting me on the spot. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm, I've I wanted to come on for several reasons. One of them is that I'm doing a compilation book of autistic people, short stories. Autistic people do have humongous imaginations a lot of the time. Basically, it's just creative writing for me is just an outlet of my emotions for a lot of autistic people. It's very hard to do, you know, like to get emotions out and understand emotions. But creative writing has enabled me to get better at it. Yes, yeah, so Great. so Shane, you are autistic, aren't you? Yes, I'm autistic, yeah. Can you share a little bit about your diagnosis and your journey as a, an autistic man? I was diagnosed in January 2019 at the age of 22. I got diagnosed in one meeting and the woman who diagnosed me said it was ridiculous that I hadn't been diagnosed before then and she was so shocked that I hadn't been. My mum had kept very, very good organisation of all the paperwork from when I was younger so that was able to support the diagnosis. So how was it growing up as a child what struggles did you have and how did you process everything in your mind did you think oh what's what's happening or were you confused were you upset how did you feel? Well one thing I must say is that I I did experience a lot of frustration 
So of course, I didn't really understand the world around me and no one was really understanding me. So I did have really, really bad meltdowns growing up. And these did, did result in a few people getting hurt, like especially my parents and my brother. Um, and that does still haunt me, what I've done. But like I said, I'm just glad that I've now been able to come up with techniques that I can use to kind of avoid that kind of thing. Yeah, so since your diagnosis, have you been given a lot more support with coping with those sort of things? I've, got, I've, had, I've had support of, um, of my sport workers that I've had even before I was diagnosed. Apart from that, I mean, there's no help from like social services or anything. And my sport workers have been bugging basically social services to get me some sports. But um, my daddy's getting on. Daddy's older. So he's a bit worried about what will happen with me after. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently there's quite a gap in the system from leaving college. Did you go to college? I went to mainstream school, and yes, I did struggle in mainstream school. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for my tutor, I don't think I'd be able to have made it through it properly. Did you ever think, Shane, did you ever think, I wonder if I'm autistic, or did you not really know much about autism at that point? I mean, I always knew I was quirky and a bit young for my age. I still am a bit young for my age. Luckily, I'm able to like put on a mask as such. Do you know, like where I'm able to like, you know, be a bit more adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you got your diagnosis, were you like, finally, you know, they can tell me something? Uh, Were you relieved? Yes, I was like, finally. The only doubt I had, after we submitted my request to get diagnosed with autism, I read up a thing. I read about a thing called ADHD, and when I was reading about it, it was like, "On a minute, this could also be me." So I was thinking, "On a minute, I'm gonna say that, um, that I might have ADHD, not autism." And I knew there was something. I didn't know whether it was one of you, but yeah, apparently it's autism. I am considering going for an ADHD diagnosis. However. I don't know how seriously they'll take that since I've got an ASD diagnosis. Now, you mentioned the face coverings there, and that was something you wanted to speak about today. Mm. So, as an autistic man, you aren't obligated to wear a face mask, are you? I'm not, no. Basically, any disability where wearing a covering could, could cause you severe distress and you are exempt. So, autism is exempt. Yes. How are you finding people's reactions to you not wearing um, face masks? Have you had any negative Look, kind of... Luckily, I'm able to wear one most mm-hmm. of the time. My message, which I've always said, if you are able to wear a face covering, then please do, is to yeah. keep everyone safe. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I'm lo- I feel lucky in a sense that I am able to wear a face covering, whereas other autistic people and people with other disabilities are not able to. You know, if I was feeling myself getting too distressed, I'd take off, so obviously I don't want to go in a meltdown and fire in passengers or, you know, because of customers. Yeah. yeah. Just maybe bring some awareness of something else first. Of course, yeah. yeah. So you can get, like, this. It's a sunflower lanyard, and it's a card, and it's got a card in this little pouch here. Mm. Oh, right, yes. It says, my aid and disability makes me exempt from wearing a face covering. I've heard of this actually. I think uh, Tesco's and other stores are, if you go up to the customer services, they will give you these lanyards with. Yeah, yeah, that's the lanyard, like what, I, like what I'm wearing now. I have got one from Tesco's, but I don't know where it is. But like I said, but yeah, Tesco's are giving them out, quite a few of the stores are. 
So if you have any disability, and if you haven't got one of these already, please go to, I believe, any Tesco store. I'm sure that if you don't have any, we will be able to signpost you to a store that does have one. Okay, that's really good information for people to know. Thank you, Shane. Shane, do you know since you started your Instagram and you've got a Facebook page? I'm putting on like kind of a face, if you know what I mean. Like, if you've seen some of my YouTube videos, you'll notice in one of them, you know, I am self-conscious. All right, okay. Um, in my body and stuff. That's yeah. one of the things that I do struggle with. I can't wear shorts or anything like that. And I can't go to the swimming pool and stuff. Okay, so would you not go swimming then, Shane? I don't go swimming, no. Um, yeah, so Shane... You've got yeah. a book that you want to speak about, but obviously this is not your first book. It's actually your second book. So can you tell us a little bit more about your book? So, but yeah, basically it's a complication book of short stories by autistic people that are found off Instagram mostly. I think all off Instagram actually. But yeah, they're all off Instagram. So have you had a lot of people approach you, Shane? I see that you're quite active on Instagram. And do you have a lot of other autistic people approach you and some good communication going on there? I mean, I basically, I approached, I approached these people. Like, I don't think many approached me about it. And writing is your outlet. You love writing and creative writing. I love creative writing. It doing it since I was about 10. Creative writing is about individuality. So, Shane, we touched on it briefly, but how was lockdown for you? How did you find it? Mm -hmm. Um, Were you alone with family? How was the whole experience? Luckily, I live with my dad. And um, this year, in March 2020, um, it was a rain. It had been my first ever time abroad on my own. Very big step. So, I mean, it was planned over a year. And so, I mean, I was in touch with tech social services are very equivalent of that. Just think, and I knew some English speaking people are very like if I got into any emergencies or something. Right, okay. But but obviously, um, when they started locking down, I, I would have been able to leave the country at any point. But what it was is that if that if I'd got into any trouble over there, my friend Stephen, who went with me last time, or anybody wouldn't have been able to get in to assist me. Right. Because they were stopping people coming into the country, not out at that point. Okay. And how did you feel in lockdown? Did you, you know, a lot of people out there are suffering with their mental health and anxiety. I know my son's really, really anxious. Uh, is that something that you suffer with? Um, I live with my dad because I'm not independent enough to live by myself. I mean, I'm not even independent enough to cook. Yeah. I mean, I tried to, I can't remember what I tried to cook, cartridge and toast. And I nearly bend the kitchen down because I'm just too easily distracted. My concentration is one of the my main struggles. The thing is, with with me not being able to do the things I normally do, like I volunteer at a special needs school and stuff, and I speak to some of my spot workers, of course, lots. But I've not been able to do this throughout the lockdown. It did cause me to regress into like childlike state kind of thing, and right. my dad did struggle a lot. In the end, the police did say that my best friend Stephen could take me out to give my dad a bit of respite. So he took me out to the park and stuff or shops every now and then. Yeah. Like, give my dad a bit of a break. And is this one of your friends from school that you've stayed in touch with? Yeah, like I said, his name's Stephen. He's an absolute star. I mean, the thing is, we're so close that people do think that we're going out, but we're not. I mean, the thing is, we're just... I mean, we're basically more like brothers from another mother. Oh. Um, do you know, like, a big bank theory, I would and Yeah. 
Yeah, we're a bit like that, I would say. I don't, but yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big, big Bang Theory fan, and um, do relate a lot to Sheldon. Oh, so that's so nice, is it? So you met, was able to spend that time. You said you had to speak to the police about that, though. Is that because you was worried in case you were sort of stopped together and they asked you? Well, basically, part of the lockdown rules was that you weren't allowed to be with anyone outside of your household. Yeah. That was lockdown rules, especially at first. Later on, they did ease it so that autistic people could out spot workers. But at first, it was meant to just be your household. So in the end, I mean, of course, I was struggling as well because I wasn't getting out or anything. So in the end, we rang, we contacted the police, M111, and we just explained what the situation and they said, look, as long as you're careful, you could handle like my meltdowns and stuff like that. That's what clinched it, really. It's the fact yeah. that um, obviously they didn't want to risk me having a meltdown in public or overload in public and me hurting somebody. At least yeah. if Stephen was with me, at least then there's less chance that happening. Okay. And how how it does Stephen help you if you are starting to go into a meltdown? I think he said I can't even describe it. He's just he's just got that nature about him. He he just um, obviously the main thing he does is he takes me out of that situation. Yeah. The thing that's overloading me, he takes me out of that situation and he often knows what it is before me. I mean, I often don't know what it is that's overloading me um, until somebody says on me, could it be bad? It's like, oh yeah, actually it could be. Stephen sounds like a really nice friend. I've also got another friend that I've known since I was three called Becky. Yeah. And she's my oldest friend, I'd say. And another friend called Abby as well, who I've known since I was a baby, basically. That's lovely, Shane. Now, Shane... You've told us that you have self-published your first book. You're working on your second book, which is going to be a compilation of short stories from other autistic authors. But can you tell us a little bit more about your first book, Relate? Well, basically, Relate, Relate is really about an older teen and a kid and um, finding out about their brothers and it's about their lives colliding. And of course, the brothers know different people around them. And it's about how their lives interlink and how their lives are changing. I mean, I can read you the blurb if that's any good. Go on then. Yeah. Um, Freddie, being brought up by his uncle Andy, finds out that he has a brother, William. They decide they want to meet each other, but someone who's always wanted a little brother to inspire, he's so nervous about meeting him. William has to also deal with his best friend becoming very ill. Watch as we follow the boy's journey as to worlds collide. Yeah, oh, that's great. And all I can say is if, if you have any like suggestions on anything I should do, like including challenges from YouTube channel, or like if you're going to be involved in a project that I'm doing, please just message me and I will answer any questions and I will try and take your, and in fact, I will take your suggestion on board. Mm. But I just wanted to give like us autistic people a voice. I mean, I'm using my profile to raise awareness of autism. And of course, the more people that I see in my profile, the more people that are sharing my posts mm. about autism, mm. more people yeah. that will see it. You could be, mm. be an influencer, Shane. Yeah, influencer, that's where that's where. <laughs> well, well done, Shane. You're doing, really, you're doing a great job, honestly. Shane, you spoke to me and Christelle quite a lot off of air about your cousin. Can you tell us a little bit more about your little cousin? Is that, of course, I do want him to wear this is that I am so proud of my little cousin. Um, mm. He's autistic as well. And he's, and I mean, uh, he, he has really bad meltdowns as well. But I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's finding, of course, all this um, unpredictability, a real struggle. He's always got a smile on his face. And I mean, I took him to shop the other day 
and he was absolutely as good as gold. I mean, I mean, he was keeping his distance more than some adults were and stuff, basically. Far enough to be sharp, he used to have like meltdowns whenever something wrong happened. But he basically, he's taken everything at his stride, is my cousin. Oh. And he's an absolute star and he's an inspiration, I think, to many oh. other people out there. And I absolutely love him to pieces and he's got me wrapped around his little thing. <laughs> How old is he, Shane? He is eight. Eight, oh, bless him. He's and eight he... years old, but he's like got a younger man and stuff. But yes, yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't change him for the world. It's kind of a hard thing to say, so although I wouldn't change him for the world, I would like, I'd say is I'd like to change the world for him rather than change him for the world. Because I would like to make the world a bit more of a place where he is free to like be without fear and without, mm. you know, like without unpredictability as so. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well, absolutely you, lovely. Thanks, Shane, for coming on and speaking to us. It's been so great to speak to you. It really has. And I'm so excited about your books coming out. And Woo-hoo! where can we find you on Instagram? What's your Instagram name so everybody can go and follow you? It is Shane underscore Stonely underscore autism underscore author. Shane Stonely autistic author on Facebook. Brilliant. And I'll put that up in the in the bio for the podcast that everybody yeah. can find yeah, you. Thank you so much, Shane. This has been amazing. I know I'll have forgotten to say something. That's why I was babbling <laughs> on, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Bye, You're Shane. You're very welcome. That was Shane. That was such a lovely chat, wasn't it? I got a bit emotional there, I think. It was a lovely chat. It's a really nice young man you know and has his head on his shoulders knows knows what he's doing you know he's got ambitions and he's going for it so um, yeah that's I think that's the word yeah he's really ambitious isn't he it's, it's nice to see young people oh my god I sound so old young people with ambition <laughs> and drive how old are we Christelle why am I even talking like this that's embarrassing 21, 21 we are <laughs> yeah that was a really good chat with Shane I'm going to definitely pick up his book. Yeah, his book yeah. looks so good. To be honest, at first I didn't think it was going to be a fictional book like that. I thought it was going to be autism-based. So, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what Relate's about. I'm going to, he's got the link there on his Instagram. So, yeah. yeah. And what I'll do is I'll post up all of his links to his Instagram on our website there so that you can mm. find Shane. It was just really nice to hear about his support network and the friends that he has that kind of keep him going and are there to help him. That was really, really good to hear. Yeah, and his bond with his uh, cousin. Yeah, his cousin. And the way he talks about him, you know, he's just so smitten with his little cousin. Yeah. It was a yeah, really inspirational guest that we've had on there when I little think back over like what we've been who we've been talking to I was doing it when I was scrolling through our episodes and I just think like every story has been so different hasn't it I particularly like this interview just because we've been talking about let's talk autism let's talk autism and we actually got to speak to somebody who who is autistic we're able to find out how he feels like how he thinks that's a really important thing that I think we had to do. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, you know, if anybody's listening today, and we also did say that it's not just Let's Talk Autism, but we are covering additional educational needs. I know we've got a few people in the pipeline to be talking to us about ADHD, about Tourette's we've got coming up. We've got so many exciting episodes coming up. Mm. Christelle and I had a little, little, uh, what do they call that? A powwow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a thought shower about guests because we 
we've really had loads of people come forward and please do if you want to be on let's talk autism and additional education needs then please do send us a message on instagram and yeah we'll have a good chat and because we have got so many people interested we are going to be doing some instagram live chats once me and christelle have got the hang of it and uh yeah that'll be great fun too won't it chris that will be amazing i'm really looking forward to that yep me too maybe not allowed to swear though because i can't edit it out can that just say that she is lying about all the swearing <laughs> <laughs> right it's, it's all pg over here <laughs> <laughs> right i think we've waffled on enough i'm exhausted christelle i will see you next week i'm excited next week we're going to be speaking about homeschool we're going to have emma on and mm-hmm. she has completely took her children out of school since homeschooling in lockdown what Yep. So next week we're going to be speaking to Emma and seeing what that's all about. Great. I look forward to it. Right. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye now. (laughs)